Welcome to the Be Great Podcast, a podcast dedicated to the eight-man football coaching community. Here we discuss scheme, program building, program culture, and building and spreading the eight-man football game. This podcast is brought to you by Anywhere Apparel. Are you looking for custom screen-printed and embroidered gear for your team, coaches, and fans? Contact Anywhere Apparel. That's Anywhere, A-N-Y-W-E-A-R Apparel. We have access to all the great brands and items that will have your team looking their best. We are a locally owned small business that works with teams, businesses, and individuals. Next time you need custom apparel, make Anywhere Apparel your go-to. Contact Anywhere Apparel at art.anywhereapp at gmail.com. That's A-R-T dot A-N-Y-W-E-A-R-A-P-P at gmail.com or on the phone at 319-385-1763. Today's guest is Coach Tony Johnson, who's the head coach at Easton Valley, located in Preston, Iowa. Coach Johnson has been coaching for 25 years. He's been an eight-man coach for four of those years. In those four years, his team teams have a combined record of 35 and 9. They have made the quarterfinals twice and were the runner-up in the state of Iowa in 2021. Coach Johnson has coached 10 All-State players in his four years of coaching eight-man football. Coach is currently the head coach in the community where he grew up in after relocating from an 11-man job. Coach Johnson has coached um, plenty of sports from girls basketball, baseball, junior high football, junior high track, and football throughout his coaching career. Coach played at Preston High School, then furthered his education at the University of Dubuque. I'm lucky enough to know Coach personally as we coached against each other in baseball and football a long time ago when he was at Highland of Riverside. We're in for a good one today with Coach. Please welcome Coach Tony Johnson. Coach, glad to have you on the podcast. Well, thanks for, for having me, and thanks for doing this podcast. It's great. I really appreciate it. Yeah, it's something that there wasn't a nice one, uh, Eight Man Academy, a few years ago. And then I think they kind of went by the, the wayside during COVID, um, you know, and I'm, I'm a guy that loves podcasts. I listen to them every morning when I work out. And I was like, you know, we need something and, you know, might as well just do it myself instead of hope for somebody else to do it. So I appreciate that. Um, one thing I like to talk to uh, all the guests about is, um, you know, as a coach, we like to mentor, or, you know, help out our young people, you know, and who helped you? as a player or as a coach um, along the way? Well, it's like you said, uh, I went to the University of Dubuque and uh, I wasn't gifted uh, as an athlete. Uh, I, I, I played uh, four sports uh, through four years, but uh, I went to the University of Dubuque and uh, I, I love sports so much, I just got right into coaching. Um, and so I was able to cut my teeth a little bit with some junior high football um, and junior high girls track, you know, and I just, I just loved uh, being able to uh, help lead some kids. Um, and then in 2000, uh, I got married and I relocated to just South Iowa City there. So, uh, and that's where I met Dan Dippel. Um, I was able to uh, just, Dan was looking for assistant coaches. And if those of you that don't know, you know, Dan's a humble, humble guy. He played for the University of Iowa, played in the NFL. Um, so it just, our, our paths crossed and it, it couldn't have been better for a young coach like myself. And so not only did I get to, you know, learn the game of football uh, even better with, with a guy with his knowledge, um, I got to learn how to be a better man. And that was, that was truly important to me. Um, it, it helped me uh, just put the importance of character building into a program. And it would, and it, you know, it really wasn't about the wins and losses. And so, um, you know, having Dan by my side for, as his assistant for nine years and then uh, taking over the program, I, I felt that I was, I was ready to go because of, because of having Dan as my, as my leader. Awesome. That's great. Um, 
you know, I've, I've been down in the area and I've heard the name. I didn't, I had no idea he had uh, played yeah. for the university of Iowa in the NFL. I didn't know that. That's incredible. I mean, yeah. to get your coaching career with a guy like that, that's a, that's yeah, a great start. It's, it's great. It's funny. Cause Dan always, if, if you've ever met Dan, Dan, is such a humble man. Um, he went from, uh, graduating at Iowa from and they never won a game his senior year at Iowa and then he got drafted by the Baltimore Colts and they didn't win a game that year so he's like what is going on here in his career but he was able to play on some playoff teams and he was a big uh special teams guy in the NFL and so he really took that into coaching and that was one of the things that Dan really taught me was to focus on the three areas of football because so, you know you know how it is you run into some coaches like oh, it's Thursday we better work on special teams quick that's just not how Dan operated so and that's one major thing that I did take from him we we wanted to win all phases of, uh, of the game every every time we hit the field yeah absolutely and I think sometimes special teams might get pushed to the back burner in the eight-man game uh, because a lot of times on kickoff if you got a kid that can boom it you don't have to practice that um, no, it's an automatic no. touchback you know and um, you know, we struggle with the idea of, of PAT or two point, whether we can do it, you know, and so we scrapped it and we just do two point because it's one less thing we have to coach, yep. um, you know, but man, sometimes you need it. Um, and I yeah. say, I know you guys kick it watching in the semifinals, yeah. in the finals, you guys kick it, but um, and we might, we might have to dig into that a little bit just because that edge is so short. Um, actually, let's just do that right now. Let's hop into it right now. So you kick yeah. a PAT, yep. do you kick, move your kicker back? Do you stay at the usual seven yards? How do you guys do that? I move them back and just for a timing purpose thing. But um, I don't know if you recall, but when I was at Highland, I was blessed to have a really good kicker at Highland. And the great thing about coaching, as you know, you make uh, connections with kids and build relationships. And I was able to bring my kicker from Highland to Easton Valley to help work with some of my kids, which is phenomenal. His name is Cameron Vincent. And Cameron was a three-time all-state punter for, for me at Highland. And so I had him come in and work with my kickers. I brought a kid out. I uh, never played football before his junior year. He just graduated as a senior. He was a third team all state kicker. So, I mean, the kid worked at it. He worked hard at it and he loved kicking in the dome. Let me tell you, my goodness, he was hitting rockets in the dome. So it was fun to watch to see him progress and, and do that. But yeah, we just schematically, we move them back. And um, we, and I always like to put an athlete at holder. So we, we really coach that up and I like having a, a, a good snapper too, but um, so you have that athlete. So if something goes wrong, they can still try to make something happen. Absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's, that's like the weird part of the eight man game is the extra point and field goal. I think that is the hardest part to coach, honestly. Yep. I mean, on the offense, defensive schemes, it's, it's whatever, you know, but um, you know, everybody has their own flavor on that, but that PAT, you know, that field goal, that's a, that's a tough one. It is. Um, all right. So we talk a little bit about um, your role. You are a principal and a coach. Uh, when I knew you, you were a teacher and a coach. Um, just kind of maybe talk a little bit about that dynamic. Um, you know, a lot of times people think when your students see you, right, it's because they're in trouble. Right. And, and I've known you for a long time. And that that doesn't seem like the kind of principal you are. You seem like the guy that's out in the halls and, and in the classrooms and stuff. But maybe just that dynamic of being the principal and the football coach, you know, how that kind of works with your kids or, you know, your staff or how, you know, just that whole dynamic. Yeah. So, you know, when I took the job at Easton Valley and like you said earlier, I, I went home, you know, I'm from Preston. Um and, and Easton Valley is a, is a new school. And, uh, you know, I was when I took over as principal, it was only in its third year of existence. Um, so I knew taking that position that I was gonna have to step away from football. 
And, and that was that was a tough decision for me, but I, I did do that. But it, let me tell you one thing, I, I truly missed it. And um, so the first year I was just a spectator and uh, year two, um, the coach had asked if uh, maybe I could help do stats. So I got to be on the sideline again, just did stats. Third year, we had a new coach. It's kind of a revolving door job. Um, the guy put me in the booth. Well, he put me in the booth, but he didn't really listen to me. You know, it was one of those deals. So, and then I got approached by our school board, wanted to know if I would be interested. And I'm like, if you let me coach, I promise you that uh, it will affect uh, these young men and we'll, it'll be a positive spin uh, in our building. And so obviously uh, I took over and uh, I just finished up my fourth year. And that first year, we did a lot of culture changes. Um, and we were able to really give back to our community. Um, we do a lot of community service things as a football team. Um, and we, we always pick a, we like to pick um, a community member and honor them uh, as an honorary captain every home game. And so we like, we, our school uh, is made up of multiple communities. So we like to pick somebody from different communities and whatnot, but we, we really, we really push the envelope on what we can do and how we can lead in our building. So um, I, as their principal, lean on my football guys as being leaders in, in the building. And so that is something that we really try to translate. Um, we're, we're, a, we're a program that we wear ties on Fridays. Um, my guys dress to the nines on Fridays. We don't wear jerseys in school. We wear jerseys on the football field. Um, we don't let girlfriends wear jerseys. I mean, that's just kind of, you know, that's just my philosophy on that. Um, but we really take uh, the approach. It's a business-like approach. So when we go on the road, we're there on business. You know, that's that's just kind of our mantra. That's what we, we kind of hang our hat on that. So um, so being their principal, um, we always do goals because um, I, I got asked this a lot uh, last year because um, we had a big game. Uh, we played Don Bosco week one, and then we really didn't uh, have a, uh, a real challenge. I mean, I don't want to knock on any of the teams we played, but we, we until week uh, our last week of the season, we played an undefeated key high team. So I got asked all the time, how do you keep the kids focused or anything like that? And I'm like, well, we do three goals every week. Um, when I do the play sheets for, um, for practice and stuff, I have three goals. The first goal is always an academic goal. So we, we, it's like um, no Fs, you know, or hey, uh, what, are, what are we doing this week? Or we might, I have, I designate one week to be a teacher appreciation week. So they got to pick a teacher, tell them why they appreciate them. And then on Friday, we take a picture together. It's, it's great. The teachers love it. And, uh, and then the third, uh, the, the second thing is something to deal with practice. So how are you as an older, an upperclassman helping out the younger guys in your position and stuff like that, things of that nature. And then the third one is always focused on the game. So we may have a specific goal. I'm going to use uh, uh, playoff game. Second round, we played English Valleys. We had to bow Flanders. We had to shut bow down. So we we put a goal out there, less than 50 yards, everything like that. And I think Bo ended up with like 58 yards. So, I mean, what a phenomenal athlete he is. But um, but but that was a challenge. My boys, man, they, they hung to that. So that's how I kept that focus all the way through the season. And we did that all the way up until the state championship game. Yeah, I really like that. Um, you know, the academic goal that kind of goes by the wayside, I think a little bit in high school, you know, colleges yeah. always talk about graduation rate and all that, you know, and that's, it's not really a thing in high school, like it's an expectation to graduate high school, you know. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I was jotting down some roles, you know, some, some uh, notes as we went through, I, I think those are great, especially like you said, in a season where, you know, you get seven of your opponents or whatever to single digits, you had a shutout. Um, you know, it, it's, it's easy for high school kids, you know, 14 through 18 year olds to be like, yeah, we're pretty good. You know, yeah. like, let's just kind of skate through it. And that's an awesome, awesome way to keep kids dialed in 
you know, and it kind of goes along with that, you know, the process kind of thing, you know, you're not results oriented, you're, you're more about the process and, and that that's a, I really enjoy that. Thank you for sharing that. I'm sure there's plenty of coaches that are going to be writing that down and keeping that in their sure. notepad there. That's good stuff. Thank you, coach. Yeah. Um, so let's talk a little bit about that, this team this year. Um, you know, as I was, I've asked you for film a couple of times throughout the season, um, you know, and I kind of mentioned it, you guys averaged 60 points a game on offense. You only gave up 17 points. That's an average of 43 point margin of victory, right? And for those of you that don't know, in the state of Iowa, we have a 35 point running clock at any point during the game. Um, and so to be able to still put those numbers up, which I'm sure without your first team guys, the entire game, um, right. you know, um, and I, and I've known you for a long time. You're not going to keep those guys in just for numbers. Um, you know, you do things the right way there. So those are pretty great as far as points goes. Then I got on, on our stats, you know, our state stat website. And I saw you guys through for 3,200 yards, 56 touchdowns, and only, I think, eight or nine interceptions. And you still ran for 2,200 yards and 53 touchdowns. Um, so, you know, so those offensive numbers, those those leap off the, the paper. You know, that's, that's something to be extremely proud of. And then I'm not, you know, a huge defensive guy, but to see you had 38 sacks, in 13 games, um, 158 tackles for loss. That number is incredible. Uh, 14 fumble recoveries and 18 interceptions. You know, you're talking, what is that? 32 takeaways. You know, that's over two a game. Uh, you know, just talk a little bit about how, how you, you know, you obviously have great athletes, um, you know, but a lot of times great coaching means you get out of their way um, and let them do what they did. And, and we were talking a little bit before we pushed record about, you know, your quarterback's one of the best I've seen throw the ball. Um, just kind of talk a little bit about maybe your athletes and, you know, how much ownership do they have, you know, um, as far as, you know, just getting them to be explosive and confident in what you guys do. You know, I think it really, and you, you kind of hit it right on the head. It does start with um, uh, a coach understanding his athlete. And so, you know, we're year four here. Okay, so this didn't happen overnight. Um, and I, I would like to kind of brag a little bit about my coaching staff. Like I, um, when I was putting my staff together, I was fortunate enough to be able to get to do that. Um, I started with a guy um, who had only coached football for one year. He was, a, he, was a, he was a college pitcher. He's from Arizona. Um, he played high school football, but that was basically it. He, he coached uh, junior high football and I go, Hey, do you want to be my defense coordinator? And he's like me, <laughs> and I go, yes, because he's a teacher. So he knows how to teach and he knows how to build positive relationships. That's all I needed. And so I had some volunteer guys that were uh, former students of mine join the cause. And then this last two years, I've had my older brother uh, who is all, uh, the head girls basketball coach now. Uh, so I've got wonderful teachers in place for these guys. But like I said, year four of running our program um, and just a ton of reps in there. You know what I'm saying? So um, what we do, it looks like so complex and everything, but to our guys, it's super simple. And um, we, we make our offense where we're so different. We, we do multiple things where if you want to load the box up and shut down a run game, we're going to throw it all over you vice versa. We, we are not afraid to play a physical football game either. And, um, and it's funny because we get to do those things throughout the season because we play teams and I'm going to use Midlands as an example. It's going to be a dog fight. We're going to go toe to toe and it's fun to watch. You know, it's a, it's like a AFC North freaking football game, you know? So, um, so we, we, we're, we welcome that, you know? So, um, but we'll also, you know, I got guys that I got some track guys that we'll, we'll, we'll throw the ball over you too, you know? So absolutely. Um, yeah. That one you know. receiver, I think, didn't he set the record for receptions in a, in a like good championship game. Championship game? Yeah. With how many, coach? 20. 20, yeah. That's, it seemed like he was the guy getting it every time. 
so <laughs> we joke that he's a generation talent <laughs> because he's such a he's such a fun kid to coach yeah he makes me look really smart um but uh, but you know um you talked about my quarterback a little bit uh you know, Connor came in um, my year one for me. Uh, he was a freshman. He ended up breaking his wrist. He was a t uh, skinny, skinny kid, didn't have much muscle to him. But boy, I and, and I came in, and I had a, a junior quarterback who was good. And so um, he got to kind of le learn behind him and then another athletic quarterback that I had. And we'd, we'd go through all the coaching. And I mean, you played quarterback here, so you kind of know. I went through all the drills and stuff, and, I, and I'd walk away from like, man, he throws a great ball. For a freshman, I go, he throws the best ball at all you guys. I always tease him. But, you know, the, my junior at the time was just so smart. And, I mean, I could have easily just said, hey, bud, call the place. You got it. Because he knew what I wanted, and he was going to do it. You know, so so Connor got to learn behind this kid for two years. And then, you know, we turned the, the keys over to Connor uh, his junior year, you know. And game one, that was COVID year. In mm -hmm. game one, our first two games got taken away. So our game one, we had to go to Janesville. And we had to play a really good Janesville team. And, I, and I'm like, Ooh, you know, that was probably the most nervous I'd been in four years of how's this going to happen? How is this going to work? And that kid got it done. And we went up to Janesville and beat a good Janesville team who went to the playoffs. Um, gosh, they went to the quarterfinals. So, I mean, we, we were able to do that. And Connor just hit his strides and he just kept working, asking the right questions. And then we get to reap all the benefits his senior year um, for him to just have a phenomenal year, you know, first team all state quarterback. Um, and like you said, too, he threw the ball really well. Um, and I think he threw the ball well because of the hard work, the reps that he put in. Obviously, his technique got better. His feet, his footwork. And I had some good quarterbacks at Highland, too. They're the best I've ever had. Um, he always had balance when he threw the ball. And that, that's just such a key. Um, and it, it came to fruition uh, in the state semifinal game when we're playing Rems and a really good football team and we're driving, we're, we're trailing, uh, at the end of the game and we run a crossing pattern play and he hit his check down his third check down for the touchdown. And I mean, what do you say to that? And it was so funny. He gets interviewed after the game and, you know, he's on TV and stuff. And they're like, was he the go-to guy? And he goes, heck no, he was number three. <laughs> and I was like, for him to understand that, understand right. the offense and the way that works. I mean, that, that was such a special moment. Um, yeah. So I do, there's a couple of things I want to kind of dissect there that you were talking about, um, you know, about how things from the outside, they look super complicated, right? You've got guys running crossing routes and posts and corners. And I mean, it looks like there's eight receivers out there. Yeah. Um, is, is a lot of it window dressing? Is there an either or, um, mm -hmm. you know, or, you know, you said yeah. just now that there was a, uh, um, you know, third option there, you know, a lot of times, you know, I try to make it as simple as we can and just an either yeah. or route. Um, yeah, I guess, yeah. you know, when you have a guy that's gotten the reps, you can do those kind of special things and you had a really nice offensive line, yeah. um, you know, but for guys that are trying to teach some of their quarterbacks, some things, you know, what, what's, you know, maybe the progression of reads that you started with maybe when he was a freshman, you yeah. know, as opposed to where he got to as a senior. So him understanding the offense is key, obviously, you know, I'm talking end product here, but early on too. Yeah, you're, you're exactly right. You're going to focus on here's your number one, here's your number two, and that's it, you know, and, and uh, um, with him having a good line and have good po pocket presence, um, I think it's key too. Um, we, when we do drills with the quarterbacks, I move them around a lot. Um, and then it's always set feet throw. And um, so he's able, he was able to, he was shifty. He, I mean, you look at his numbers, he, he didn't, didn't run the ball a lot, didn't need to, you know, he didn't really need to, he, he knew where he right. needed to go, you know, and he was a smart kid, you know, but yes, you're exactly right. You, we got option one, option two. We do have a lot of window dressing, but that is also for me, 
um, to tell how we're getting defended because we get a lot of junk defenses thrown at us. Um, a lot of one, one side zones or um, maybe uh, some, some underneath stuff they try to take away. Um, and you know how it is in eight man. If you can play man, play man. But if you can't, you better hold on because it's going to be a ride, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> we set up, I mean, we like our athletes and we set up, set it up that way. We do have our uh, trips tight set that I call Steeler um, that I really like to expose because, you know, teams really have to identify those three, those three guys in the receiver. Then I go, I go one-on-one on the other side and I, I'll take that one-on-one all day long. You know, I really will. Mm-hmm. And, but uh but we got so much stuff going on on the other side too, that you really have to take uh, account for. So, um, and, you know, it's funny when you're an 11 man guy and I ran these t- same kind of passing concepts. Um, and then I'm like, okay, how am I going to modify this to an eight man game? So basically what I did was I knocked the cut tackles off and I took out the fullback. And then I said, okay, here we go. You know? And so, but I still love my power. I said, except instead of having a fullback, the, the, the key guy in my offense is that two back, that Z receiver. I like to move him in. So, and then when I say key, that kid's got to be an athlete and he's going to be tough for nails. Okay. Mm-hmm. Cause I might ask him in power eye to lead block for the tailback. And then I might ask him in a, in a twin set to catch a football, you know? Mm-hmm. So, um, and that just so happened to be the guy who caught that, that touchdown on the third option on that game, in yeah. that game. So, yeah, I, that's one thing I noticed too. You didn't have to change personnel. You had a nice big running back, but he didn't yeah. have to be on the field all the time, um, you know, and, and stuff. So let's, I, I want to talk one thing about back to coaching your quarterback. Um, there's a couple of things you talked about pocket presence and you kind of hinted that you do some drills with them. Um, and then you talked about footwork as well. Um, you know, so I, maybe give us one, one drill you maybe do with them. That's maybe unique to you guys, or maybe it's your basic, your everyday drill that you do yeah. to get him to have such great feet. Yeah. So there, there's a, so many good things out there on the, on Twitter and stuff. Um, about doing some line throwing, getting your hips through um, that we always start off, we warm up with, we, we warm the arm up and then we kind of just, so we're technique throwing um, and we're getting, we're staying on top of things. But then uh, I always go right into, we do this every day. Um, we work on our, our, our snaps. So we will go three-step drops um, and then we'll do shotgun drops. And then I do rollouts. Um, those are those those are the three main ones that we use a lot of. And so I'm moving all three, and it's usually I got one or two or maybe three quarterbacks, and they roll out, and then they get, and I'll yell a name out, and they got to throw it to me. Um, so we're doing that all the way, and then we go into maybe there's a s- specific play that I really want to, you know, maybe check the the hand motion out, um, if it's a fake or whatnot, or just jet motion, the timing with jet motion, um, or maybe just uh, our smoke screens. You know, you're catching, you're throwing just like in baseball. So you mm-hmm. just got to, you got to rep those things, you know, and we'll go through all that stuff. And then we'll do a, we, we go individual group team. That's how we kind of break it down. So if it's an offense, a heavy day, I'll go in, uh, go Indo, then I go group. So group could be with the receivers that day, or it could be with running backs that day, whatever mm-hmm. it works. And then we'll, we'll, we'll uh, maybe the focus of the week is, Hey, we're going to look to run some jet stuff this week. So we really need to rep this. And so we'll, we'll go through all that, that motion. And like you said, you know, like anything, it's timing. Um, and then we'll go through that and then we jump into our team. Um, so the, the quarterbacks get their mindset. That's the number one thing. And I always before, so that's usually on a Tuesday. Um, the film's already out there. I'm expect, they're expected to, to watch film before we come to practice. So they know, Hey, and then I will ask my quarterback, what'd you see on film? I, you know, I see, Hey, I see those, those D backs are, 
they, we always look at that. Those D-backs give you eight or nine, man, we're going to kill them on that. You know? So, I mean, mm -hmm. we always joke about that, but then we always see, okay, you know, Hey, this corner's got some speed. So we're really going to have to, you know, pre-snap read this, you know, and say, Hey, we like this matchup or we don't like this matchup. And, um, and then, when you run multiple sets like we do, you know what's going to work and what you can attack because you can't shut it all down, you know. So we always like to hang our hat on the fact that you want to take the runaway, like state championship game. Cam did a great job. They took the runaway. We threw the ball over the place, you mm -hmm. know, and we were still able to be effective. Yeah, excellent. Thank you very much for that. Um, all right, so let's get, let's kind of um, you know we took that three by one set that you called Steeler. I, I asked you early in the season for some film, yeah. and in the state of Iowa, you can see everybody's film. Um, our huddle pool like works like that for those of you that don't yeah, know, but um, I watched some of his film and we took a, one of his three by one concepts. I think we ran it five times and I think we had three touchdowns and that was for a team that hasn't had, you know, we didn't have ton of success. We didn't have a pure quarterback. It was just a dynamite concept where if you take this one guy, that guy's open it, you know, we did it either or on just read the one guy where, where they went. So definitely a successful, uh, if anybody can ask coach Johnson for film, that's where you want to look. So unless you're in the same district, I guess, don't ask him for it, but that, um, they, they like it too. <laughs> what's that? It's funny. Cause teams in our district will try to run, they, they run it too, you know, so right. it's just like anything you practice, it's going to work, you know? Right. So, Absolutely. You know. Um, okay. Um, we talked about that a little bit. Let's talk about your program. Um, you know, your program is we're all eight man in the state of Iowa. You have to have an enrollment of, uh, under 120, um, and so we're all the, basically the same size, you know, we're very similar, but your program, you had, uh, between 30 and 40 kids out, right? Yep. 29 guys out. Okay. 29 guys. That's a great number to have. It is. Um, it you know, really we'll is. be lucky to maybe have 20, you know, talking to guys, some guys have 16, you yep. know, so how do you, how do you make your program? Obviously winning is always very enticing for people. People want to be a part of a winner. Um, you know, but when you were starting out, right. And you, you went through the culture change and, and stuff. How'd you build that program or make it so that the the kid walking down the hall, you know, is like, you know what, I really want to be a part of that football program as opposed to I'm going to go work at McDonald's and play Fortnite all the time or whatever. I don't know what kids do these days, but um, you know, you, you have to make it appealing to kids. And it's not, it seems like you've done that and you've gotten all your athletes out, you know, your yeah. track kids, your basketball kids, you know, kind of go through maybe, are there, are there special things you do? Is it just the way you treat kids? Um, that they want to be a part of that. Um, just kind of expand on that a little bit, if you would. Yeah. So basically it does go down to uh, what type of relationships you have with your students. And I have access to all the students every day, you know, and, and so does my defensive coordinator. And, you know, when you build strong relationships with kids and it, it could be a football player, you know, it could be a volleyball player. It could be whatever it could be, you know, um, kids want to be around that. And they, they, they like the idea that, you know, they saw that, you know, we, we're trying to build something here, you know, um, year one, we went five and four. I mean, we were a point away from going six and three and we were in a tough, tough district. I mean, out of our nine losses um, throughout the four years, only one of them has been a, to a non-playoff team. So, you know, we, 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 we took care of what we needed to take care of. Mm -hmm. um, but every year, I want to say every year we got more guys. I'm going to tell you right now that COVID year, um, we were in the quarterfinal game against a really good Montezuma team. I, I padded up. I had 18 guys. That's it. I didn't have anything else. And so we were just slim pickings, you know? Mm -hmm. So I went from 18 that year to 29 this year, um, had a huge jump and um, you know, it was just strong group and that, that, that's the, the progress of four years, you know? And so it, I started with only, gosh, what was it? I think four seniors or freshmen. And then I ended, I think we had nine. 
So I gained that many guys in awesome. your class. And that was just word of mouth, the guys trying to get other guys out. Um, and, and it does come down to the athletes. They were not afraid to work hard. You know, and I see your films that you post too, that you guys work hard. You got guys that show up too. So you got that going as well. But, you know, like this morning I had weights. I had, I had 20 guys there, you yep. know, and, you know, in the middle of February, we're working, you know, and that's what I love to see. And that's where I'll put in any damn time I need to uh, for the kids if they're going to show up and work. So, yeah. And that's um, awesome. Having 20 kids in the middle of February when it's postseason yeah. basketball here in the state of Iowa. Yep. You know, and, and they have our, their biggest game is on Friday night, you know, because right. it's their, it's winning, winning, keep going or losing, you turn them in. So yeah. that's, that's fantastic. You know, and one of the great things about ours, we don't, um, I mean, we have a handful of guys that come in the morning, but we were able to institute a class or block yeah. scheduling. We got a class. And so I think of the, I think I got 20 football players. I think 18 of them take the class, which is awesome. Um, so yeah. everything can happen during school and we've got a great, a great, uh, teacher running it you know he's on my staff and stuff and he's really bought into it and um you know the kids are are doing it so it's it's awesome when you can get that part of your culture in um so with oh, being so explosive on offense and defense um you know you've had a great four years you know I love those those goal settings what is the main thing um you know when when you want people to think Easton Valley football what do you want them to think and then how do you keep that your main thing as you move forward yeah, and that, that that's a that's a really good question, Scott. And I, you know, uh, as a as a mentality for us when we enter football games, it's it's about toughness for us. We really, you know, it, it, when you hear about Easton Valley, they think, oh, they throw the ball over the place, you know. Mm -hmm. So they think they they automatically think we're a finesse team, and we're not. <laughs> we, I mean, you you said the defensive numbers. We we play good defense, and. Yeah. Um, one one thing that we did really highlight um, year one was we we inherited a a, a, a very poor tackling team, um, so we really emphasized the first two years of um, being better tacklers. So um, you know, not afraid to do a little live hitting when when you can, um, and uh, you know if you, you can stay healthy and whatnot. But you know, really practice how you you want to play, and so um, practice really ramped up. Um, no. we, we get, we get after it in practice. Let me tell you, there's no lollygagging or anything. We, we get after it. the kids know when they come in and they're going to work. And, uh, we just, we really hang our hat on the fact that we, we don't get outworked by anybody and especially into the fourth quarter. And you know how it is those first couple of weeks, they're hot games mm -hmm. and stuff. We're not cramping, you know, we, we, we put the time in and, and the one thing that was special about, um, just this last season was I got approached by my guys, you know, we were already lifting three times a week. I got approached by my guys, April one coach, when can we start going on the field and doing some reps? And I'm like, whenever you want, you know what I mean? So, so we, so we're, we're on the field in April repping already. I mm -hmm. mean, so, so we hit full stride when it comes to uh camp week, I, everything's installed already. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, so now we can just start polishing, you know? And, and so, for kids to come in and want that so badly, I mean, get out of their way. You know what I mean? Let Absolutely. And, uh, you know, so the, you act like, well, how do you get to that point? Well, you know, what we do offensively and the way that we attack teams, it's fun. The kids want to do it. It's fun to run this offense, you know? I mean, and I'm, I'm not knocking uh, triple veer or anything like that because, you know, I've – I've seen some really good beer teams, let me tell you. And if I could coach it that well, I'd do it, but I can't. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and, and and who we are is is what we do, multiple sets and and really uh, find angles. And, and it's fun to play. It's fun to watch. And the kids like doing it. 
Absolutely. And, and I think you hit on something there without saying it is right now you've reached that, that part of your program where you have an athlete led program, Absolutely. right? I mean, a coach led program, you'll go, I mean, that's an average program, right? Every program is, is coach led. And like you said, you've got your kids wanting to get out there and do it and bring it along kids. You grew from four in a graduating class from four to nine, you know, mm-hmm. so you're, you're, you're growing by the athletes getting it and that, you're not pounding the, the halls, you know, you recruit, I'm sure you recruit the halls, right. But it always means more coming from kids than it does from an adult, you know? So um, I think, you know, it sounds like you've reached that spot and if you can, you know, can keep that consistent, you guys are going to be definite force to reckon with um, as, as we, you know, hopefully we meet up sometime. Um, yeah. You know, that'd be but, great. Um, last thing, um, just maybe how can listeners get in touch um, with you? Uh, maybe your school on huddle, maybe Twitter handle, um, you know, I think you just spoke at a clinic this past weekend. Um, So, you know, hopefully some guys got a hold of you there, but uh, how can they get a hold of you? Yeah. So uh, my Twitter is uh, at coach J four IA. And my email is uh, tony.johnson at eastonvalleycsd.com. I will be speaking again uh, at the IFCA clinic out in Des Moines um, at the beginning of March there. So uh, I will be available for that. And um, my topic will be um, our offense. So it's Eastern Valley offense. I'm going to talk about the multiple sets. Um, and I'm going to talk about and one thing we didn't really talk about, Scott, was we, we tempo. And uh, oh, yeah, that, that's one thing that you don't really see on film. But uh, we do all these multiple sets and then we're going to go we're going to do it fast. And yeah. so when you when you rep, you, you really have to rep that. And it's fun because the kids don't realize how much conditioning they're doing while they're doing these reps. So um, when, when you get into those third and fourth quarters and your dog tired and all of a sudden, God, did these guys ever take a break? No, we're going to keep coming, you know? And so um, that's the mentality and that's what we like to do. And I honestly feel that it keeps my offense in a better rhythm when we are going fast. So, yeah. Well, yeah. I tell you what, if you've, if you've got a couple of minutes, I mean, let's talk tempo here real quick. Yeah. Um, you know, we tried to go tempo this year um, ourselves and I found it was just that necessarily to go no huddle so I could get the defense in what I wanted, mm-hmm. but I found myself going so fast and we're like the true Ironman, you know, all eight play all eight on yep. both sides and most special teams. You know, we don't, we aren't get blessed with numbers right now. Um, and I found myself going too fast and I was running my kids into the dirt. And so, you know, it was, even if we practiced it, um, you know, it was, it, the tempo was killing us in the third or fourth, you know, by the fourth quarter, we weren't, it wasn't doing its job. It was actually hurting us. And so we got away from it a little bit, but let me talk about why you had success with that and maybe how you practice it a little bit to not do what I did and, and run your guys into the ground. Yeah, it, it, you're exactly right. It, it is a process and you really got to know your athletes. Let me tell you. Um, so I don't know if I've ever gone four quarters straight tempo, um, but I really like starting out in a tempo and getting like, what is going on? Like we watch these guys on film, but this is not what we expected, you know? And so you get, you get them spinning a little bit. Um, and then, then you can slow it down when you want to, you know, and then, um, you know, you may have a, a drive or something where it didn't really look good or even in the middle of the drive. I like doing that where mm-hmm. we'll get a first down. I'm like, okay, let's go. And then we start going and maybe we hit a couple and then slower down again, you know? So um, it can be in the middle of a drive. It can be in the middle of a quarter, whatever works. But we, I, I started doing tempo when I was at Highland um, and we do every, every player wears a wrist coach and it, it's 60 plays on there. Um, and then they're color coordinated uh, with numbers. So that's kind of how we do it. So I'll yell a color and a number and then yep. we go. And so um, that's kind of how we do things. Um, and everyone's different with how they do it and it, it, it all works, you know, but, um, 
again, it all comes down to you, you have to rep it. You right. really do. And if, if you just think you can go fast in the middle of a game, it's not going to work. You got to rep um, Did you do that at the dome? I heard like sound just disappears down on the, on the field. Did you have to change your, uh, your process yeah. a little bit or were you able to communicate in there? Yep. Yep. I was, it was funny. Um, except for the state championship game, that last drive, um, my quarterback lost his voice and the crowd, it was, it's loud. In it was, there. that was an electric game. It was. And then, uh, we had a poor snap because, uh, the snap center couldn't hear it. I mean, you're just like, Oh my goodness. So, but yeah, no, we did do some tempo down there. Um, and we were able to have some success with it. Mm -hmm. yep. yep. Awesome. Yeah. That's, you know, we might have you back on and do a whole show on tempo. I just, it's fascinating <laughs> to me in the eight man game, yeah. you know, there's only so many things you can get on defense in eight man, but it, I think the matchups you can get are, you know, it's easier to see your matchup pre-snap and your quarterback, you know, I think it just makes the game so much slower for your quarterback. If they, you know, if you're on the same page with them, but Absolutely. yeah, that's, that's great. I'll definitely be there on, on uh, clinic at uh, the Iowa football coaches one. That's, they finally listened and we got a whole day of eight man up there. So that's pretty I, yeah, exciting. I saw that. Yeah, it is um, good. Be fun. yeah. Maybe we can do an on, on, uh, on site podcast or something. There you go. Yeah. We'll maybe go sit at the uh, restaurant bar down the, down the aisle. There you go. That's great. All right. yeah. Well, coach Johnson, uh, you know, that's about, about uh, as much time as we're going to take today. I appreciate you uh, coming on today, um, you know, and, and talking ball. And, and I definitely, I, I wrote down so many notes here that, you know, we'll have to, I might have to get a hold of you sometime and, and, or talk to you up at the clinic and just kind of hash things out. So I appreciate you coming on. And if there's anything you'd like to share, um, go ahead here. Otherwise we'll sign off. Yeah. You know, I just want to thank you, Scott, for again, doing this. I think, uh, you know, you eight man coaches out there. I think, you know, the networking is, is, is so important, not only as a teacher, but it also is as a coach. And, you know, we're always trying to learn, you know, and I, and I hope, you know, you can listen to this podcast and pick something up every time because it's just going to make you that better for your kids. And that's why we mm -hmm. did this. So I just, Scott, again, really appreciate you putting the time in for this because I know it's time consuming, but I really appreciate it. Yeah, I appreciate that. I tell you what, I've learned so much already. I get so much film. This is the greatest off season so far here. So there you go. All right, man. Well, I appreciate it. Take care and we'll talk to you soon. All right. Thanks. That's it for our show today. Hopefully you got at least 1% better from listening to today's episode. Please share the podcast and review if you enjoyed and learned today. You can follow us on Twitter at BeGreatFCP. That's B-E-G-R, the number eight, FCP. Or send us an email at BeGreatFCP at gmail.com. That's B-E-G-R, the number eight, FCP at gmail.com. Remember to keep the main thing the main thing and to be great.